I'm Nathan Oren, and this is Journal Talk, the Q&A session where we answer your questions about journal writing. Thanks again, everybody, for joining us for another episode of Journal Talk Q&A. And I'm here again. This has been a wonderful series of questions with Susan Borkin, psychotherapist, author of The Healing Power of Writing. If you want to know more about her, Susan, and the book, there is a whole episode dedicated to that topic and some of the great things. And if you've been listening, you've been hearing all about anger management, grief, depression, anxiety. And Susan, I had one more question for you in this series. Are you ready? First of all, welcome back. Well, thank you. Now I'm ready. It's been a long time. It's been so long since we've had you on the program. It's good to have you back again. And I just love your energy and all of the smarts, the seckle that you bring to uh, to the listeners for, um, you know, how can I help myself? It's great to get help when help is needed, of course, seeing somebody when your life isn't going the way you thought and it's just wearing on you. But are there ways that we can help ourselves? Absolutely. And you're just bringing out so many great gems. And for those of you who don't have the book yet, it's The Healing Power of Writing. We'll tell you how to get that at the end of the episode. But this question, nobody came up and asked this question, Susan, so I don't have a question to play for you this episode. This is one that just in our conversations, you and me, and kind of realizing, you know, there's a lot of self-esteem issues that come up from time to time. And I don't know of anybody who would say, hey, I'm having a hard time with self-esteem. Can you help me out here? Maybe in a therapy office, you might hear that from time to time behind a closed door. But nobody has written in or (laughs) Mm -hmm. asking, hey, I've got low self-esteem. Help me out. So I guess, Susan, the question I have for you, maybe this is just, I'm just going to ask it on behalf of uh, anyone who out there, because there are times when self-esteem plays a very important role in any of these things, whether it's anger or grief or just having doubts about my life in a really hurtful way. I just sometimes when I didn't think I was going to get chosen for, you know, a project that I really wanted, and I had a lot of doubts about who I was and if I'm doing the right thing, and even if my life work was stacking up against what it should. So the question, if I were to pose it, is are there ways that journal writing can help boost self-esteem? The answer to that is yes, and you're absolutely right, Nathan. People don't, they may say, can I come in and talk to you? I'm feeling depressed or I'm anxious or my so-and-so has passed away. I'm sad about that. People don't generally knock on the door or call and say, I'm suffering from self-esteem issues. It's just not that clear because it's mixed up with a lot of things. But I've come up with a quotation that I just think is so, so apt. It's of Nathaniel Brandon. And this is what he said. I cannot think of a single psychological difficulty from anxiety and depression to fear of intimacy or of success to alcohol or drug abuse to underachievement at school or at work to spouse battering or child molestation to sexual dysfunctions or emotional immaturity to suicide or crimes of violence that is not traceable to poor self-esteem. Whoa. 
Yeah, knocked my socks off when I saw that. Wow, yeah. So not just contribute, it sounds, wow, takes what I said to a whole new level. It's not just Mm -hmm. uh, connected, but it's traceable. Yes, it's the underlying issue frequently, yes. And you know, when I think about it, self-esteem, like we don't use that word so much in our society today. Maybe it's a generational thing, but I hear people saying, like, I feel bad about myself. Right. Oh, don't say that to him. He's going to feel bad about himself. Right. You know, that maybe it's a different kind of language we have around self-esteem. So maybe that would, you know, help people to relate to what I'm talking about. Are there journal techniques to boost self-esteem feeling good about yourself yes they are and i think also just to comment on the generational thing yes you're absolutely right i mean there were some years back there there uh, jack canfield and uh there was a whole group of people who were working on the issue of self-esteem in schools and that kind of thing is to make people feel better and that was the term we used and and yes it's probably shifted over the last couple of decades but that's the bottom line i i think of it that way But here's something, and I've mentioned this, I believe, in an earlier podcast, but it's a great uh, related exercise. The exercise I had mentioned before is called Three Good Things, but this is a a plus. So it's Three Good Things Plus. And I wrote about this in my book. It's on page uh, 125 in the book. And what I like about it is it takes that concept of coming up with three good things, but adding to it. I'm going to describe this a little bit. Mm. So let's say again, and before bed each night, you sit quietly and you think about the good things, the positive things that happen that day. And you write these down in your journal or notebook or wherever you keep your stuff. Mm-hmm. And for each thing that happened, you write down your part in making this good thing happen. Ah. And you do that every evening, say, for two weeks. And at the end of two weeks, notice how this exercise has made you feel and write about that. Here's an example. My husband and I had tickets to a really great play, a musical that was new in town. And we invited uh, my stepson and his girlfriend. And we just had a great evening, went out to dinner. It was just great. And it's sort of like, well, that was a really good thing that happened. We enjoyed being with the kids. It was a great show. And then I thought, what was my part in that? Well, I'm the one that always ends up getting the tickets, finding the date, you know, So, and that's fine because it's like, I made that happen. It's not just, oh, let's go to a show with the kids someday. You see what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. So um, I did something to make that happen. And when you start actually identifying it, you always had some part, maybe uh, you found a new physician and this, this is just like the world's greatest doc and you love this person and they're terrific. What was your part? You picked up the phone and you made an appointment. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I get it. So identifying your contribution to those good things in your life will naturally help you to see, even on a subconscious level, to help you to see that you're causing these great things in some way. And it's something to be, I wouldn't say proud of, but maybe that is something to be, you know, it's taking responsibility for the goodness coming, flowing to you. And whatever way we want to describe that, that definitely is the boost to the not feeling badly about yourself or uh, self-esteem. There's another thing, and this is, uh, again, from this whole field of positive psychology, which, again, is not about happy, smiley faces and feeling good. This is really a scientific approach to specific activities you can do to feel happier, to feel better, Mm -hmm. a a greater sense of well-being. And both of these, I have two suggestions here. They're both 
uh, have to do with your strengths. So here's a really interesting thing to do. It's called uh, identifying your strengths. And so you might ask yourself a question about your strengths. You don't have to know the answer, but ask a question about what do I love to do? What do I do best? What am I happiest doing? Because there is a direct correlation to the things that we do well tend to make us happy. Now, not all the time, but those things that we do well, we're good with words, we're uh, entertaining, we do this well, we do that well. Those are generally the things that are our strengths. So I would suggest you sit down, write that out and get in touch with that. And when you remember what you have to offer, it's a really nice feeling. It's like you kind of say to yourself, I'm not so bad. I, yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, it's kind of like, I can't remember that guy. He would stand there and say, he would do affirmations and he'd say, oh, I can't remember. Oh, like, uh, Stuart Smalley. Yes, um, yes. I'm good enough. Say? I'm I'm good enough. I'm, and people like and me. And people <laughs> like me. Whatever it was. And doggone yeah. it, doggone it, people like yeah, me. It yeah, was, yeah. It was, such a, it was a Saturday Night Live skit yes, for those exactly. of you who are in another generation. <laughs> yes, yes. But it really, it was very effective, you know, because yes, it's like, yeah. actually that works, although we made fun of it, but nonetheless. And there's a, another way to use that. And it's basically, this is really interesting, especially if you have a group of people, you're sitting around with a couple of people and you want to get to know each other. And rather than saying, where do you work? What do you do? What's your favorite color? Oh, please tell me you do not say what's your favorite color, but. <laughs> a blind date. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Very good. I'm uh, it is one of my dating criteria, so I just got to get this out of the way. What is your favorite color? What, what is my favorite? I, I, are you being serious or what? No, I'm just teasing. Like, I'm getting all ready. I'm looking at my colored pencils here, you know, and I'm getting into this adult coloring book thing. Yes. Mandala. Mandalas. Yes. yes. off color when I said adult coloring book, didn't it? Oh, well. So here's a way to, to introduce yourself. So. You take a moment and consider what your strengths are. Let's not be modest here for just a moment. We know what our strengths are. And I suggest people either say aloud, but mostly write down an introduction that illustrates mm. this strength. And if you have the opportunity, you may want to share it. And I will do that right now. I have to tell you, this is a true story and it happened in my life. And rather than telling you exactly what I did today or what I do for a living, this is something that happened. I used to have a local bookstore, and unfortunately, it's since closed. Mm. And I had an article written in the newspaper um, months ago. I didn't even think about it. I forgot about it. I get to the bookstore in the neighborhood. It's an independent and wonderful bookstore. And, like, the parking lot is so crowded, I can barely find a place to park. And I'm like, what? Is something going on? Is there a parade? I missed it. You know, what's happening? And I get inside the store, and there are, get this, 95 people for my book signing. Wow. It's like, this does not happen. This is, I mean, they were running around trying to find chairs. The staff was standing. And I think it was an article that had uh, been out several months that somebody had, I, people had shared or kept or read or something. And I w gave this talk and it was one of those moments where I sort of, it felt like a spiritual experience where my nervousness dissipated and I mm. just spoke from such a deep place. Okay, this is going to be weird, but I think you'll understand this. For a moment, I almost lost myself and forgot where I was because I was so involved mm. with you. 
it was magical. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people said, oh, that was a great talk. And so I would introduce myself that way when I am completely engaged Mm -hmm. and completely Mm -hmm. present. It was an unbelievable experience. And that's my strength. I really love to present things I'm passionate about. And someone who's really interested in listening, I'm at my best. And I feel good about myself. And and I'd like to say these true stories Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. they add the authenticity. I'm not making this part is very true for me. Nice. So I wanted to share that. But that kind of way of introducing yourself where you're focusing on what your strengths are. And people say, you know, well, I don't have any. Baloney. Yeah. I mean, we all have those things. It's just a matter of conjuring them up but it's uh it's so, and useful. you know if you're in a funk i could see somebody needing to take a little while to think it over yep and you might have to ask a friend or two a close family member when did i shine last when's the last time you seen me really shine to get back to a memory of something but yeah you're right of course we have all of us are bright shining stars in some area right and it's very easy to forget that yeah i have something yeah. What you said kind of sparked a, an exercise that I have used with people, and I don't, I don't think I've given it a name. I need to borrow your naming techniques uh, and come up with something. But this is you make a list of people you admire. So mm-hmm. you take a quick look around in your heart and soul, find 10 people or so, 15 if you want, and people that you admire for some reason. And they could be living or dead They could be uh, real or fictitious. Mm -hmm. And then what you do is for each one of those people, you then list the strengths or the qualities that you most admire about them. I first did this in my college years, and it was a takeoff of one of uh, who wrote that book, Do What You Love. No, not Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow. I'll think of the book and I will cite it, but I've made a twist on it. Mm-hmm. Barbara Share, Barbara Share. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Barbara Share had a very similar uh-huh. exercise to this. You make a list of all these qualities and you're going to have some that repeat. So if I like uh, you know, Captain America because he's bold and courageous and whatever, and then I like my dad, I admire my dad because he's honest and he has integrity and he's hard working and you know, whatever. You get these traits and some of them may overlap. The ne- the last part of the exercise is to find those qualities that show up over and over again, make a almost like a hashtag next to each one that shows up mm-hmm. multiple times. And when you've got that list of 10 or 15 people and you've got the whole list of all those qualities and some of them have shown up six times or eight times, the top three that show up tend to be things that you yourself are in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard the mm-hmm. expression, birds of a feather flock together, and it takes one to know one. Usually the things that shine in other people in your eyes are the things that you have. So if you have difficulty finding anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would turn people on to that exercise to say, hey, here's a quick shortcut to find what it is that you treasure. It's probably you treasure these things because you're probably good at them. Well, that's a great idea. And in psychology, that would be, of course, called projection, which is that we don't take ownership of our strengths. We don't take ownership of what we do well, but we can admire it from afar and somebody else. But then when we take it back, that is a self-esteem raiser. I mean, Mm -hmm. that will raise up that feeling. But, well, I really love the way he does that or she does that or how that person does that. And you look at it, something about it seems vaguely familiar. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What should I call that exercise? Let's see. Top 10. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let me work on it. I'll get back to you on that. But I love it. Qualities I admire. Qualities, Qualities that I, ad- I admire. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. And then basically the idea being, of course, that those are self-reflective. Uh, Did you say you take the top three or something? Or yeah, what was that yeah. exactly? Take the, so you get a big, long list. And sometimes yeah. it's kind of hairy. So you, I do it in a spreadsheet because that's how yeah. but how you are yeah Yeah. then you just make you know oh this one showed up six times this one showed up four times and then you take those top three the ones that showed up the most frequently Mm -hmm. and those tend to be things that are reflective of you and and it may not be you know all the time day and night but those are good indicators of what other people might see in you that's a great idea. And it reminds me of something. Are you familiar with the, um, let's see, it's called The Quick Job Hunting Map, something like that. Richard Bowles, the book is like really, really, it's been reprinted about 12 times. But it's uh, the idea of it is you list um, six to 10 or something events in your life where you're most proud of what you did. Mm. And again, you can pull out those things and you begin to see a pattern. Well, I work well with my hands or I work well with people. I work well with words or mm-hmm. colors. Uh, but it's the same thing. It's the idea of if you can't see it in yourself, then sort of project it out and look at the traits and, and take ownership of those traits. I like it. So the answer to this question, Susan, it sounds like if there are journal writing techniques that help to boost self-esteem, it kind of comes back to making a resume for yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of these suggestions sort of come back to take some time to write out, you know, brag about yourself a little bit as if you were trying to apply for a job. Right. You know, what are those aspects about? Just take the time to do it so you have it written and, and you can see it and feel it. Right. Exactly. Very nice. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Susan, thanks again for joining us on another episode of Journal Talk Q&A. Tell us how we can reach you and how we can get a copy of this book. Okay. There are two different websites, Nathan. First is SusanBorkin.com. The second is HealingPowerOfWriting.com. Excellent. All right. We'll look for you there. And thanks again for your time. And we'll see you on another episode. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Journal Talk Q&A. If you have a question you would like featured on the program in a future episode, please send it to me at Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. Nathan at EasyJournaling.com. I would love to feature it here and send you a little thank you gift for uh, sharing your question. You can also send it to me in the form of a voice message. If you would like to share your voice on Journal Talk Q&A, you can dial this number. It's one. 1- 805-751-6280. That's a United States number and only normal toll charges apply. There's no extra charge for Journal Talk Q&A. Thanks everyone again and have a great week and we'll see you next time. Meanwhile, keep on writing. This episode of Journal Talk is copyright and brought to you by Write for Life, an online resource for living with passion, clarity and purpose through journaling. Visit our website at www.write, spelled W-R-I-T-E, the number four, life, L-I-F-E, dot U-S. Thanks again for listening to Journal Talk. 